Can you see how much chaos and I mean, it's everywhere that you look. How can you deal with it? It makes you crazy. We're going to talk about this coming up. I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service, physical, gold and silver dealer. And what we really specialize in is custom planning. And we need to have that. You know, I said in the beginning, look at all the chaos that's going on here. What, we're on the verge of nuclear war. We are, you know, there are issues between China and Taiwan in the Middle East war that is possibly looming. Europe's and the food crisis. I mean, wherever you look in 2020, 38.3 million people were food insecure. By June of 2022, two years later, 345 million people are food insecure. Can you see how important food is? It's the single biggest issue during these transitions. And look at, we're headed into a global recession, no doubt about it. And with global central bankers raising interest rates in an attempt to control inflation, even though they're attacking the inflation, well, look, they can't control what's happening with the supply chain bottlenecks, that inflation, or what's going on with war. And we're clearly on the verge of war in many other parts of the world as well. That's beyond what a central banker can control. The only thing he can control is demand. And that's what impacts you and me. And this is probably the single most important thing that I'm telling you. Mexico Central Bank is now debating whether to decouple from the U.S. Remember, they have pegged their currency and their economy to ours. No peg lasts forever. You can go all the way back in history as far as you want to. And so what we're really seeing with all of this is that the system is falling apart. That's what all of this is telling you. And the question is, are you prepared to deal with this? Because this is not going away. Because there's even more chaos. And here, what you're doing is you're looking around at all these different things and focusing on what, in, what really just impacts you when the reality is, is that this is all meant to, you know, to make you look in this direction while they're changing everything in the other direction. That's really what it is. Misdirection. Inflation is even pinching the middle class. You know, it pinches everybody. Obviously, it pinches those that have the least the worst because they're always the one to pay. The public is always the one to pay in every single way. And they're looking to dampen demand. That means unemployment going up. And essentially, with New York manufacturing suffering near a record plunge, and this is a startlingly terrible. So you listen to the talking heads on TV. You listen to the Fed chair. And what does he say? Well, the economy is strong enough to withstand this. The economy isn't. And, and I'm wondering if this isn't part of the plan. 
And we'll talk more about that as we get into this. But startlingly terrible, this is a collapse. Momentum in the manufacturing sector has slowed, but this is a collapse. When are you going to realize that we are at the end of this currency's life cycle? It happens slowly until it happens all at once. But all of the chaos that you're seeing around everywhere is all part of that collapse. Snowballing U.S. rental crisis is sparing no one and no nowhere and no one. Goodness gracious, there's only so much that you can pay. And especially with the Fed really pushing to raise uh interest rates, you're going to see more and more layoffs. How strong the job economy is for some, yeah, it's true. You're trying to find help, it's hard to do. But then again, there are so many people that never came back into the labor force. And what are we hearing now in the real estate sector, in technology sectors, and in other sectors as well, that the layoffs have begun. So, you know, the Fed wants the economy to slow down, wants higher unemployment. Why do they want that, you might ask? Because, because of the job shortage, or not the job shortage, the employee shortage for the jobs, those that are skilled in the right sectors are able to demand more money. And what the Fed keeps pushing for is price stability. Price stability doesn't mean that the price just stays the same. That's the way you and I would assume it. So remember, this is all perception management. Price stability actually means that prices are going up at a slow enough pace that it doesn't have an impact on your decisions on asking for more money in wages or whether or not you're going to buy something. So to the Fed, that's why that 2% target and that even now average target that's why that's so important because they're getting your purchasing power. They're robbing you, but they're doing it at a slow enough pace that you don't make different choices, that you stay put and you're okay with the wages that you're being paid and you're okay with a lot of other circumstances. When it happens too quickly, quite frankly, that's when the public notices and that puts pressure on the Fed. And that's why you're seeing all of the central banks globally raise rates, right? But at the same time, well, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. The real estate market, well, in some places, maybe it's still doing fine. But in reality, you've got mortgage lenders that are growing broke. I mean, if there are more and more people that are unemployed, I mean, can you see this looming crisis? This is so significant for you to pay attention to so that you start to take action now while you still have this opportunity. And by the way, all of this information, you want to continue to subscribe. And if you haven't subscribed, you know, hit that button because you've got to share this with everybody that you possibly can. Ignorance doesn't make anyone immune. It just leaves you vulnerable. And they need a ginormous crisis. They need you to be so scared that you are willing to accept anything that they're going to cram down your throats. CBDCs, thank you very much. Central bank digital currencies. How do you catch a wild hog? You put up the fence. 
You let the hogs get comfortable with that fence. You put up the next side, let them get comfortable. You put up the next side, let them get comfortable. And boom, you put up the fourth side, they gotcha. That's what the CBDCs are. That is all about control. So let's look at that executive order because there are a lot of things that are going to, reports that are coming due and things that are changing. Executive order 14067 written on March 14th of this year. This is all about the digital assets, the CBDCs. They've got to have these a lot more ready than, than they want us to know. Because in this next crisis, that's when they will cram it down our throats. I remember it was what, 2019, I believe, when they already set up FedNow accounts for everybody. So we already have an account, whether you realize it or you don't, you'll know it when they're ready to let you know it. But this is the first whole government strategy. That's why this is significant. I really appreciate the viewer for bringing this to my attention because somehow I missed it. One person cannot see everything. So I really do appreciate that input. But over 100 currencies are explore, uh, countries are exploring or piloting central bank digital currencies. And it is just a digital form of a country's sovereign currency and we'll make a comparison between before uh, between all the different kinds of money shortly. Just give me a minute. Notably absent though, which I thought was very interesting from the executive order is any reference to regulations implementing the tax information reporting provisions of HR 3684, which is the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act which was signed into law in 2021. So let me just kind of go over that one more time. But notably absent from this executive order is any reference to implement regulations implementing the tax information reporting so they don't have to report. Mm, well that, that's kind of interesting that you would leave that out of this whole government bill, isn't it? As discussed, those provisions are one of the few recent legislative measures addressing, addressing digital assets and include effective dates that contemplate reporting requirements on a broad range of digital asset transactions. And that begins in January of 2023. So we've got this one bill on reporting, but that comes, that start, that begins in January, 2023, but it's not mentioned in this whole government approach to CBDCs. I mean, why would they leave that out? Well, maybe there are some reasons why they left that out. First of all, in September, on September 5th, so I've got this on my calendar, and as soon as they complete the report coming up, I will be looking at it and I'll report to you. So this is the report on the future of money and payment systems, because that's what it's all about is money and payments. Now, the conditions that drive the broad, so this is what they're looking at, the conditions that drive the broad adoption of digital assets, the extent to which technological innovation may influence these outcomes, because they want people to use this. 
the implications of the U.S. financial system, the modernization of and changes to the payment system, really all to support CBDCs. Further, there's going to be a report on September 5th on the implications of development and adoption of digital assets. They are, they have a plan. Do you have a plan? Because that's what we specialize here at ITM Trading. If you don't have a plan, you better get one because they've got a plan. And if you want to be captured inside of their system so that they can dictate anything they want, see Canada, right? And the truckers, then just do nothing. Just keep your wealth in the system and let them convert it into something that they have all power over. That's up to you. Conditions that would drive mass adoption. Well, isn't that what frequently happened or really happened in 2020 during the pandemic? There was mass adoption. Even me, you can't go to the grocery store. You start ordering things in. Now, maybe a lot of more people than they anticipated went back to their old ways. I mean, I haven't used the service in actually a really long time. I'm you know, though a lot of people have. So they're studying how they could drive mass adoption of different types of digital assets and the risks and opportunities such growth might present. So we'll be paying attention to these reports and I'll do something on them when they come out. And that's coming up in a week ish or two, right? So it's coming right up. But this is what you also need to understand because this is Critical. You've heard me talk about DTCC in the past, right? Particularly since they hold, they are the legal registered owners. I'm going to show you this this uh, flow chart in a second, but they are the legal registered owners of almost all financial assets that are well. They are held in brokerage accounts because they're all held in street name, almost all of them. Some are not, some are, and if you have that option, I would, you know what? Why would you even own a stock? Why would you even own a bond or any of that other Wall Street product? Because it's all based on the purchasing power and this currency is going away. I don't know how to tell you that. It may keep a name, we may call it a digital dollar, but it officially has no purchasing power left. That's official. The only thing holding it together is your confidence. But presuming for a moment that you wanna hold fiat money products, which I don't, and I've been a banker and a stockbroker, DTCC actually is the legal registered owner of all of them. And they announced the development of the first prototype to explore how a CBDC might operate in the U.S. clearing and settlement infrastructure, leveraging distributed ledger technology, DLT. The, proto, the prototype is known as Project Lithium. It will also explore how a CBDC could enable atomic settlement, a conditional settlement that occurs if delivery and payment are both received at the same time. But it could also be atomic in many other ways. 
It makes sense because CDCC is already the legal registered owner of almost any contract that exists. Project Lithium is the newest effort in DTCCs. And we're gonna talk about who owns DTCC. This is critical too, but they're developing as Project Lithium Pilot in collaboration with the Digital Dollar Project. So all of these things are being done over here where you're probably not paying attention. It's kind of interesting. And, and the government, by the way, is not really part of, D, neither is the central banks actually, part of DTC or the Digital Dollar Project. That is a nonprofit led by former U.S. regulators. So doing it outside of the system, but they have all of these inside connections, which I find quite interesting. Renowned tech leaders and executives from the consulting firm Accenture with initial funding from Accenture, DDP is facilitating. These are all private corporations, whether they're not for profit or, you know, have that guise or they are for profit. So you have these major corporations that are now putting together a prototype. And what do you think? They're doing it just because, you know, I don't think so. You think they're doing it because they're really trying to help the American people? I don't think so. With initial funding, okay, to evaluate how a central bank issued currency might work across U.S. financial infrastructure and the American social landscape. Remember, this is a reset of the social system, the economy, and the financial system. Are you ready for that? Food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. Get it done. They're not waiting. You should not be waiting. The direct exchange of tokenized assets for central bank digital currency provides a tremendous basis for simplification, efficiency, and guess what? New products and services, innovation frontier. And who's at the forefront of it? Private corporations, banks, because that's who owns all this crap. And what about you? Is this okay with you? We may or may not have a choice. I mean, I'm fighting so that we have a choice. That's why cash is so important. That's why physical gold and silver in your possession is so important. Cash is only used in one area, the financial system, just like stocks and bonds. That's one area. So if buyers dry up, boom, they go away. Gold and silver are used across the entire sector, every single sector in the global economy. That's what you want going into this fight because this is a fight. Now, DTCC will be the legal owner of all central bank money? I mean, that is a question because if they're setting it up and they're already the legal owner of all of the fiat money or most all of the fiat money products, would they also be the legal registered owner of all central bank money? My bet is yes. Because if you don't think that government and corporations are in bed together, you need to think again. And what is the Federal Reserve? It's neither federal nor does it hold reserves. It's a private 
corporation. Wall Street can make lots more money creating all these products to put in your retirement and they control the value or the perceived value. No, thank you. So let's just kind of take a look at who these entities are that are controlling everything. DTCC, industry owned and governed. That means banks. Uh, their subsidiaries process security transactions valued at nearly $2.4 quadrillion. Quadrillion. Its depository provides depository. Okay, this is the piece provides custody and asset servicing for securities from 177 countries and territories valued at US 87.1 trillion. But yet they did transactions valued at 2.4 quadrillion, right? So that's speed and how ownership can well, that's just beneficial ownership, but how these these things can change hands but be in one place. And let me tell you, if you go to a court of law against DTCC, you will lose because you are only a beneficial owner. You are not a legal owner. So they're going to own everything. And who owns them are the banks. Industry owned and government. That's the banks. DDP, so that is the Digital Dollar Project, will identify options for a CBDC solution to help enhance monetary policy effectiveness. So in other words, the central bank right now, if they make a decision, it takes a roughly 18 months of flowing through the system, through the banking system, until they know if they get the results that they want. But... What DDP will help identify is how they can look at it. I mean, if everything is instantaneous and they say, we want people to spend more money and the people are not, they're nervous because they're going in, they're not secure in their income, right? So they don't want to spend money. So they want to try and save money if they need it. But if they try and do that in the system, then that money is losing value rapidly. There is no, this is, these are their words, not mine. There are, once we have a CBDC, there are no limits to how low interest rates can go. Negative interest rates eat your principal. They've already gotten all your purchasing power officially. Look on the fridge. You can see it. I probably have it in here too, but Negative rates, if they've gotten all your, all your purchasing power, the only thing left now is your principal. Gold and silver, but primarily gold, because that's the primary currency metal. I have them both. I like them both. That's truly outside of the system. It cannot be degraded by what they have in mind for us. It's critical. So the banks then would own all central bank money and provide CBs, central banks, immediate result data and enable direct control by the Fed. Now you look at what they have missed. Maybe they've missed it. Maybe they haven't. First, they try and tell us that inflation is transitory. Well, now they got to fight it 
because they waited too long. Do you really want them having direct control, immediate and direct control to your wealth? Oh, we want this, so we're going to tweak that. It's not happening fast enough. We're going to do this. That is a world that scares the Hades out of me. I am not kidding you. And let me just show you this lovely structure. This is the custodial ownership chart. You may have seen this before, but frankly, I think that it really begs reference again. Because up here, what you have is the registered owner. That is the legal owner in a court of law. And that is actually seed and company. So when they're talking in that other sheet about custody, custody, that means you just buy those those stocks or bonds or whatever. I mean, you can't even take a bond certificate anymore. All, unless you have a really old one. All bonds are now only issued in book entry form which means you cannot ask for a certificate that's held by seed and company, which is owned by DTCC. Okay. So you got to think about that for a minute, but uh, DTCC, like I said, owns seed and company and therefore they actually are the legal registered owners of all of the stocks and bonds. What? 2.4 quadrillion in transition in transactions 87.4 uh no it was quadrillion and that was trillion in assets all legally owned by DTCC which is the banks i mean that that's who they are it's owned and operated by all of these entities brokers banks you know these are the big brokers in here now this is the legal registered owner right here right and then owned by then, everybody else is classified as a beneficial owner. Therefore, that's what enables them to use any equity that you are holding in the account in street name. They take that equity and they can use it as collateral and borrow against it. And that's called hypothecation. And if they write this contract through the city of London, there are no limitations to how many times that same uh, equity can be used as collateral over and over and over again. You remember what happened in 2008? <coughs> Excuse me. No one went to jail for it, did they? Because while what they did was dirty, disgusting, unconscionable, it was not illegal because they actually were the beneficial owners. Um, you know, if you were around during that period of time, it was really frustrating. And then we had, you know, the Wall Street, the um, riots and the mobs and uh, what, what was that? Execute, it was, um, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm so passionate about this, but it was Wall Street, something with the 99% going against the 1%, but they, because of what happened. But the reality was, is they didn't know the battle that they were really fighting. And, and certainly most people were not aware that it was in 2008 when the system died, but people were angry. They were angry because they lost everything, but the banks got bailed out. Of course they got bailed out 
They're the legal owners of everything. So just keep in mind that you are here at the very bottom of this whole flow chart. You're at the bottom. The banks are at the top. Who do you think is too big to fail? Not you. They're too big to fail. Why is that okay with you? Because they make it look like this fun game and that you'll be able to retire. They're robbing you blind and you don't even realize it. You need to do something about it because they, they're the ones that write the contracts. And if you were the one that wrote the contract, whose benefit would that contract be written for? Especially if you don't read the fine print and who really reads the fine print? I know I've shown you this a bunch of times. I'm going to show it to you over and over again because it takes the normal person at least seven times of hearing and seeing the same thing to get this. But when you look at the biz, which is the Bank for International Settlements, the central banker's central bank. It is the biggest bank in the world. And what do they say about gold? Gold bullion is the only case of a financial asset with no counterparty liability. Let me remind you, this is all counterparty liability. This is all dependent as long as nothing goes wrong. Well, you don't even realize it at the bottom. But remember 2008 because it went very wrong in 2008. And that was noticeable. And what we're coming up with is much bigger than that because all they did between then and now was print lots of money. That's why we have so much inflation. All that new money that's been pushed into the system since 2008 is coming out and going into the general economy. This is my favorite one, really. Gold kept at home is not subject to political manipulation. They could easily manipulate the stock market, the bond market, the gold market. I mean, that's nothing. Those are contracts. And, you know, compared to if you had to actually go out and buy all of the physical gold that you really wanted to manipulate, it would likely be cost prohibitive. But these derivative contracts, 150 bucks controls 500 ounces of gold. Why not? Big deal. And if you're a central bank, it's not like you had to even go out and earn that 150 bucks. Or a bank. You have to earn it. You just have to manipulate everything. Truth. 6,000-year truth. Gold has been empirically proven to serve as an inflation hedge. What are we dealing with? I I'm more and more convinced every day that we've already begun the hyperinflation. We just don't realize it yet. But its most widely recognized feature is its potential value in highly adverse scenarios. I just went through some of them in the beginning of this PowerPoint. Not even all of them did I go over. You think we're in a circumstance with highly adverse scenarios? Yeah, I do. And so now let's take a look at the difference between what we're dealing with because we've got gold, physical gold in your possession, commodity money, your control, and it's completely private. That's why central banks and governments hate it. They're trying to do just the opposite with the CBDCs. And then the next 
is the Federal Reserve note, so cash. And they have been battling and getting rid of cash for a very long time. Ew, it's dirty. You know, well, let me tell you something. The reality is, is, is it does not preserve your purchasing power for sure. Gold preserves your purchasing power. But it does give you a level of privacy. And I don't want to see us get rid of cash. I will not. And in fact, I was just asked today when they ordered lunch. And you know, it's a very good restaurant. And I'm telling you, I like the food there. I, I ate there before I realized that they will not accept cash. So unfortunately, I cannot support them as a business, even though I know they have no idea why they're not taking cash, right? The reality is, is that central banks and governments like distance between policies and how you receive those policies. It's really quite simple. And so they, they've said it in so many times, I've shown you so many times, they want retailers to introduce these policies to you. So there's a reason, and I'm sure that the company has no idea what the real reason is, but I do because I research. And I cannot support a company, any company that will not, whether I use cash or I don't, I want that option. I want choices. You want choices. Because when you have no choice, well, you can be well taken advantage of. But... Let's talk about the CBDC because that's the direction that they're going to take us in. This is programmable fiat money. So they can now control its, its nominal value, what you see, what your perception is with the push of a button. And they can also restrict where and how you can spend it. They can give it a life so that if you don't spend it by this time, it simply evaporates. And frankly, you would have no privacy. This is not okay with me, but I may not have a choice. I may not have a choice. But I do have a choice right now to build my gold reserves, which is real money that holds its value over time. They can manipulate anything short term. Just use it like they're using it as an advantage. They're just accumulating it. That's what you and I should both be doing. I know I'm doing it. I hope you're doing it. Because again, if you procrastinate, you only have choices until you don't have them anymore. And I don't want to see anybody in that position except for central banks and governments. I'd like them to have no choices because we, the people, say no. No, you can't take away all of the freedoms. They've taken away so many so far. You can't take away my freedoms. You can't take away my wealth. You can't rob me of the energy that I expend in work. Do I seem excited about this? Yeah, yeah. Because the handwriting is so on the wall and everybody should really be seeing it. It should be obvious. Pick up any newspaper, turn on any news channel, turn on CNBC and Bloomberg. It's all over the place. Chaos reigns. You got to ask yourself, what do you think? What kind of money do you want to hold?
me, give me gold. Then if I got to do a CBDC, I can do it as I need it. So they can only attach so much of it. But I have my wealth over here to protect myself and my family. And it's invisible to them. And there's nothing at this point, there's nothing they can do about it. I have a plan. They have a plan. My plan counters what they're trying to push on me. How about you? If you don't have a plan yet, you click that Calendly link below and you make sure that you're at that appointment and you have that conversation and you create a plan. If you've already done that, but you haven't fully executed it, get it done. Food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. Get it done, please. And if you like this, please give us a thumbs up. Don't forget that if you can't watch it, you can listen to it on podcasts anywhere, anytime, all major stations. Leave a comment, thumbs up, share, 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 share. And until next we meet, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.